You are listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Katherman. And I'm excited because today we are starting a new series entitled Systematic Theology. Is that going to be our title? I think so. Just keep it simple. That's what we're going to be talking about is Systematic Theology. Makes sense. I thought that's what we'd call it. But uh, why are we meeting in here? Because you've got books everywhere. Well, I wanted to pull out all the systematic theology books so we could talk about them a little bit. Well, that's not daunting. Uh, all right. Well, what is systematic theology? Let's start there. That's a good. You don't want to start with all the books. I, we could. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about systematic theology. Uh, systematic theology is a systematic approach to studying God, okay. and that sounds really technical, uh, and it's, it's less technical than many of the definitions, but. Basically, it's saying, what does the Bible say about fill-in-the-blank? What is the whole Bible? When we take all the verses systematically together, and we say, what does this communicate about my question? What does the Bible say about hell? What does the Bible say about angels? What does the Bible say about Jesus? What does the Bible say about creation? What, I mean, these are the big topics. Sure. You could say, what does the Bible say about money? What does the Bible say about rest? What does the Bible say about river crossings? What does the Bible, okay, so that's a systematic approach, and usually they don't get into those little tiny things, but it's not, what did the Old Testament say about this, or what does the book of John teach us, or what, those are different types of theologies. This is, if I have a question, I want to go and do basically a topical search of every section of scripture that deals with the answer to my question, I want to look at it all together, and under the collection of it, it's going to give me an answer of how God communicates these things. That Does makes that sense. answer your question? Yeah, because okay. if you boil it down really simplistically, theology obviously is the study of God, and yeah. systematic is studying it systematically okay, let's, or with let's, a process. Let's mention something, though. Theology is the study of theos, God, right. and in the most proper sense, it's the study of God proper. But technically speaking, in the more proper sense, uh, the study of sin wouldn't be under theology, it'd be under harmatology. And the study of end times would be under eschatology, and all, okay. so on and okay. so forth. Sure. But we use the theology to say, okay, all these things have to do with God. Sure. So we can kind of lump all that into theology. But actually, when you study systematic theology, you end up in all those different ologies. Uh, yeah. The study of Mary is called Mariolatry. I mean, there's just, sure. you know. Well, and there are other books, too. I, I Like, I have a book on historical theology by Greg Allison. I'm guessing that's not really a systematic so, book more so, of a historical correct so that is an approach on how our understanding of god and how our study of god progressed over the course of history so i think i have I have a few books like that i have some historical theology how did the puritans come to these positions over time like a puritan theological approach or a historical approach how did the church fathers understand it how did that idea develop and how did that idea shape the church or how did that idea shape preaching or over the course of time that's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is how did the theology develop over the course of time in the Bible? Right. Okay, that's not usually called historical theology, but that does lump into that. Um, that can be under uh, biblical theology or even canonical theology. But okay, the theology of, um, of salvation, how do we see that as it rolls out from Genesis 3.15, the first gospel proclamation, all the way to the point of we see the end story all the way in Revelation. Right. But if we say, okay, well, at this point in Genesis, we only know this much, and then we know this much. And then we, so historically down the line, we're learning. But what you're talking about is more like how did this develop over the long sure. haul of history outside the Bible, but it can well, go both ways. And I'm guessing a systematic theology would kind of cover 
all of the Bible, right? Like I have some books on my shelf that are like a survey of the New Testament. That's only part of the Bible, so that's not systematic, really. Yeah, and a survey is not even going to be so much a theological study. Because let's say the Trinity. You might not find a lot about the Trinity in a survey of a book. Because the survey might be saying, well, the book is written in this time period, written to this. But but what does the book say about theology would be a systematic approach. Well, it would be a biblical approach. I know that doesn't... The biblical theologists limit it to one book or the New Testament or some section. So what does John say about the Trinity? Or what is this? But what you're talking about, um, we have some of those biblical theology ideas. Like John's understanding of salvation. John's understanding of creation. We only take what the book of John taught us, but systematic theology takes the whole of all the scripture. Okay. Does that help? Yeah. And that's what all these books are about. All these books are authors saying, this is me doing my best to take the major doctrines of the church and try to describe what the Bible says about them. Well, let's talk about that then. Because if our listeners are listening to this and they're thinking, okay, yeah, I'd love to look at some systematic theology. This is a little daunting. Like, where would you start? Because you have systematic theology books here by various authors. Yeah, we'll get into that because it's awesome. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> so really in the in the bigger sense, our confessions are a theology. So like so the Westminster Confession. The Westminster Confession, the London Baptist uh, confession, the Southern Baptist faith and message, uh, the Davers or Danvers statement on whatever, Heidelberg, the Heiden, Heidelberg confession. Yeah, yeah, yeah I it, think that's how you say that. Yeah, all those are in a way saying we're going to systematize the major things that we believe the Bible says. Right. But those are not quite a robust theology like some of these things. So, so let's say you're Jiffy Lube Joe. Man, I, you know, I'd like to learn more about what the Bible says about the major things. So you can start with something like this is um, so Wayne Grudem is a systematic theologian. Uh, he's currently in Arizona, and uh, he wrote well. He wrote these three books. We're going to start at the well. Let's start at the top. He wrote a very big textbook called Systematic Theology: uh, An Introduction to Biblical Doctrine. And the new so in 2020 he revised these. I think it was 2020. And so his new revised ginormous textbook. I'm going to see how many pages this is. Like 1,500 pages. Wow. It's very detailed. It deals with lots of different arguments of the Bible. It comes from his theological perspective. And then he boiled that book down a little bit to something called Bible Doctrine, Essential Teachings of the Christian Church. And now it's uh, the new revised version that he just published, about 600, 600 plus pages. And then he has what I'm teaching through here in the next few weeks at, at Redeeming Life. He has uh, Christian Beliefs, 20 Basics Every Christian Should Know. It's also recently revised, and it's it's like under it's like 175 pages or something like that. So, but what he's doing is all all three of these books say, okay, I'm going to take the major issues of the Bible, the major categories, and I'm going to walk through them. So, if we were to go to the textbook, and it actually matches the the uh, smaller book. So you're looking at that the the biggest one, the yeah, systematic theology. Yeah, you go to the textbook and you look like you've got that <clears throat> you've got that open. I've got the first edition, which is about but, 300 pages lighter. If you're not really you, right, <laughs> ready go to ahead and look at the that. go ahead and look at the the table of contents. Yep. Okay, so like part one, the doctrine of the word, and doctrine is just a collection of what the Bible teaches on a particular topic. I was going to ask that because I hear doctrine and theology kind of mix and match. Doctrine would be here's the here's the the teachings of this thing that you're studying, this doctrine of, uh, from the Bible. So the doctrine of the Word of God is what does the Bible say about the Word of God? And so the doctrine of the Word of God, and then he has numerous chapters on how we got the Bible and 
what the Bible says about the Bible, and then the doctrine of God, and that's the theology proper, and then the doctrine of man. Who are we? Where do we come from? That, that usually includes the doctrine of sin and those sorts of things. The doctrine of Christ and the Holy Spirit, which you're going to get into things like the Trinity and things like uh, salvation and atonement and justification and numerous things like that. Uh, he breaks it into like part five, the doctrine of the application of redemption. That's how all the salvation comes and you get into reformed theology or free will theology or the, those sorts of things. The doctrine of the church, the doctrine of the future. But when you go to the when you go to the smaller book that's just for Jiffy Lube Joe, you know, instead of using all those big words, it says, what is the Bible? Good right. question. What is God like? What is the Trinity? What is creation? All of these are theological questions. And I think it was R.C. Sproul who wrote a book that says everyone's a theologian. You say, well, I don't need all that theology. And I'll say, well, tell me something about God. And as soon as you tell me something about God, you're doing theology. You're studying. So all those doctrines kind of make up the theology. Yeah, a doctrine is just a collection of what the Bible says on a particular topic. Um, You know, the doctrine of salvation or the doctrine of the Trinity or or whatever that might be. So now I have all these books because here's the thing. All these are flawed human beings, scholars, doing their dead-level best to study the topic really well, but they also come from certain preconceived ideas, certain theological bents, well, I wanted to ask different you that. approaches. You know, there's lots of different systematic theology books. You know, there's there's one by Wayne Grudem. I think that's pretty much the that's the mainstay. Like that's the kind of the go to, right? I think so. I'm going to say it this way. I think among Baptist Bible colleges and seminaries, you're probably going to find assigned if you take a systematic theology. Have you done your systematic classes yet? I haven't done it yet. Okay, but- so. Do you know what's assigned or no? I don't know what's assigned, but I'll, but you're saying the Baptist churches kind of lean to this. You're going to get a couple things. You're going to get, because they're Baptist, you'll get Millard Erickson, which okay. I see you have here, and I, I have do. it too. That's yep. So here's here's how I discuss the difference between Grudem and Erickson. Grudem will say something like, well, here's the three views of end times. And then Millard Erickson comes along and goes, well, here's the seven views of end times. Like he's a lot yeah. more philosophical, right. a little more robust. Uh, anyway, so well, it's going to be Millard Erickson probably. Wayne Grudem, uh, if you go to more of a reformed event, you might be reading like the Calvin Institutes, which were really right. popular. Burkoff in the reformed camps. There's you, also a reformed systematic theology books. I think Beaky puts those out. There's like three of them now. Yeah, I think, yeah, so he's he does a lot of systematic work. That You can also look at systematics through a historical lens, like how the Puritans viewed systematics. But you're probably going to get one of those books. Yeah. Uh, there's some smaller ones. There's some bigger ones. If you're, if you're in a Pentecostal... Camp, you're going to get, uh, i got to turn on my, look at my shelf here. Uh, Duffield and Van Cleve wrote the foundations of Pentecostal theology. And so they, they look at all of the Bible, but they look at it from that perspective. Well, that's why I asked about this book is because you have this book, but I actually bought this book when I was part of a charismatic church. And so I was wondering when it comes to things like maybe reformed or, or free will, those are kind of close-handed now, issues for some people. Well, does Wayne how, Grudem do a well, good job? Well, look how Grudem does. So some of these books, if you were to pick up, uh, it's changed or it's totally out of print, but let's say you pick up Mark Driscoll's Doctrine, which is a systematic theology book, yep. right? Which I have here on the shelf. Yep. He's going to say it's this yeah. and not provide a okay. lot of different perspective. Duffield and Van Cleve provide some perspective, but chiefly say, no, the Bible communicates from this view. Some systematic theologians will say, I'm going to make an argument for multiple views. Now, Erickson will make an argument for multiple views, and then he won't really lean towards anyone at all. Oh. And so you want to say, well, 
which one's <laughs> right. Which one's correct, and that's not how that works. Which one's more compelling? Well, which one are you more compelled by? He, Does he even tell you like what most people believe? He or? really doesn't tip the, his cards. He doesn't okay. show you his hand much. Grudem does show you his hand a little more, okay. but he still makes a good and reasonable argument for the other. Is positions. he pretty fair? He's fair. So, so here's what he usually does: is he'll usually say, "Here's the argument for let's say it's an end times view." And he's a premillennialist. So okay. let's say here's the amillennial argument, here's the postmillennial argument, and here's the premillennial argument. Here's kind of how they work and, re- and rebut each other. And then towards the very end of his chapters, and I think he does it in the revised version, uh, he kind of leans towards here's, you can kind of read in the tone, this is why this one's most compelling. But if you were just to stop and look at the one section when he makes the argument, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know one way or the other. He does a really nice job of saying like, Old view, young, you know, young view, or old earth, young earth creation, or free will, reformed. Here's how it works. Here's where it changes. So it gives you the arguments well, and so then you can hopefully make a well-informed decision. I do think he sways a little bit. Sure. You know, you can kind of sense it. Erickson, it's hard to it's hard to get a sense. Other systematic theologies are not this way. If you pick up what is reformed theology by R.C. Sproul, you're getting the argument for reformed sure. theology. If you pick up, understandable. If you pick up. Uh, the Institutes of the Christian Religion by Calvin. Yeah. You're getting Calvinism. Like right. I mean, you're getting what he believes. So right. you're not getting the the broad overview summary. You're getting this is what the Bible sure. says in his opinion. And there's probably some pros to that when you kind of land in your camp to kind of hear more from that. But I think if you're trying to figure that out, what do I believe? Why do I believe that? It's good to have some multiple I, views. I would say Erickson and and, and Grudem. Wayne Grudem. And actually, so uh, Theology for Today by Elmer Towns. Oh, I see that. Is is a really excellent sort of broad brushing. I couldn't figure out where Elmer Town, Elmer Town stood on some of his th- stuff. He then says, "Oh well, I kind of came to this." Yeah, I'm thinking, well, I wouldn't have thought that if you didn't if you didn't say so. Uh, Norm Geisler does a really good job. He's a free will guy. Oh, he I actually know that. does a good job of sort of presenting all yeah. the arguments and yeah. positions. So I think it's helpful to get one of those and a broader one. Grudem does is a really good start. That's where sure. I started. And yeah. And I thought it was helpful. So when you started, did you start with this book right here? I hate this, this big one. I, I did. Uh, so what I was doing was uh, I was uh, being discipled by a guy who was really into theology. We were watching the very early, I think they've redone them, the theology program. A guy named Michael Patton uh, and Rome. I forgot the guy's Anyway, and they had recommended some books. Uh, I'm, J.P. Moreland was one of the books they recommended. And then they said everybody should have a copy of this systematic theology. And I think it was before Grudem had the, the other, other versions. versions. Yeah, and so I bought ones. it. And I was actually looking. I have it right here. I was looking at some of my highlights and notes. And for the first time I went through it, I'm like, I don't think I understood what I should have been highlighting. <laughs> I think I got excited about the wrong things. But uh, um, he does have a really good introduction to all the stuff we're talking about. In fact, here's a note. Major doctrine versus minor doctrine. Why it's important to know oh, the difference. Yeah. And they made a little note by that. But, yeah, I started with this great big book. Wow. And I think that's what really got me excited to go to seminary. Now, there was a debate, and has been, it's, it's sort of cooled off a little bit, but there was a big argument for a while why systematic theology was terrible yeah. and biblical theology was amazing. I thought, no, 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 just these are different tools for different jobs. Sure. I like biblical theology. What does John teach? Oh, right. wow, he teaches a lot of stuff. Let's see what John has, you know. What does uh, the Pentateuch teach? But I also like saying, man, what does the Bible say about how we respond to government? 
Right. Right. What, that's helpful. No, that's really that is really helpful because we've talked about that in our tools for better Bible study. Like you don't want to use the same tool for every job, right? You don't have a twenty-one in one tool in your right, toolbox. Exactly. You need to use different tools for different things, and this kind of helps because, like, for instance, people will say, "Well, the Trinity is not in the New Testament." Because we don't see the word Trinity. But obviously that concept is very clear in the New Testament. And they even usually address those kinds of questions in most systematic theologies. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so now having, you know, Grudem's got different versions of books. There's different authors. So if somebody's listening and they're saying, hey, where do I start? Would you tell them, yeah, start with this big boy? No. like, I got really excited. I got this big book. And I'm going to be honest, I've yet to open it because it's just too daunting for yeah, me. Yeah, it's pretty hard. Here's what I would, if you're just getting into theology... Uh, this is the one I'm going to be teaching with our church. I, I really like it. And I think we should go through some of these other books and what they're for, how they're helpful. But I think this would be a really good start. One of two, uh, Concise Theology by G.I. Packer. I have a 13-year-old. Oh, I have that. And it's like 50, 60 chapters. Each chapter is a page and a half to yeah. two pages. He covers a lot of stuff, but it's real quick. He covers a ton of ground. So you can read that devotionally. And he uses scripture, and he just gives you the the, the here's some verses about what the Bible says about blank, and then blank, and then blank. And yeah. so, I mean, it's very accessible. It does come from a J.I. Packer-type style and kind of an Anglican background. But if you're just hearing this, if you listen to our podcast, I would highly recommend Christian Beliefs, 20 Basics Every Christian Should Know by Wayne Grudem and edited by Elliot Grudem, which I believe is his son. This uh, is published by Zondervan Academic and the republished, the, the revised version has about 30 more pages. Now, they didn't make a lot of changes. We should come back to that. Um, the revised version published in 2025, 2005 is the copyright for the first, and then 2002, actually, for the little one. I would start with, yeah, Christian Beliefs, 20 Basics Every Christian Should Know. And basically what he did is he, he wanted to get clear on a couple things about clarity. He didn't have any major major changes but he wanted to deal more with things like the prosperity gospel or some of the changing open theism things that were over the last 20 years have become a big deal so he wants to teach into those a little better sure. and then some of the stuff he just found a little bit better scripture references or something he missed or so it really hasn't changed a lot so if you get the older version it's fine if you get the newer version it's fine yeah i mean and that's actually what i ended up doing too is i, I saw that there was that smaller version i saw there was a smaller one in bible doctrine and i thought ah that's still a little big and then i saw the 20 basics every christian should know christian beliefs and i actually read that book and that actually got me more excited to okay now i want to read even more which before you get to the appendix and it has some historical confessions of faith in there which is interesting but uh 137 pages you know, I mean, that's totally doable. Each, And that's the older version. I think the new one's like 140-something pages. Totally accessible, written for the purposes of somebody who's just getting into it. Uh, before we run out of time, though, I think we should walk through what some of these other options are. Absolutely. You know, because the Wayne Grudem book, everybody's got that one. And I kind of wanted to be a rebel a little bit. So I had heard about Burkhoff's. <laughs> Louis Burkhoff's. Yeah, Systematic Theology. This one's put out. The one I have is by Banner of Truth. And I got really excited. I enjoyed reading this. Started flipping through it. And I was hearing about some of the guys from my church history class, and that kind of got me excited to, to read this. But it's another kind of hefty book. You know, it's about 700 pages, it's a doozy. 800 pages. But Well, um, if, you're talking, if you're talking Puritans, you could pick up Gill. Gill, I believe, preached in the church that Spurgeon ended up in, Park Street, New oh, Park wow. Street, before Spurgeon. He wrote a systematic theology. Okay. I don't own it, but he did. Yeah. Uh, Strong, I think the same guy that's the Strong's guy, I think, did a systematic theology. Those are some older ones since you're... Sure. Since I was just going to look and see, I think um, Calvin, obviously, you can get the Institutes of sure. of uh, the Christian Religion, and you can find that free online. Yeah. 
Those are old ones. What do you got there? I, it's I, not an old one. <laughs> and well, it's not even, it's kind of a hybrid because this is the ESV Systematic Theology Study Bible, theology rooted in the Word of God. So it's a study Bible put out by the uh, Crossway with the English Standard Version. And they just hit some of those big points. They have sections in here, attributes of God, sin, idolatry, and it just touches on so some when stuff. So when you hit that in scripture, it's going to give you a little, right. little, little, thing little synopsis it. on that. Okay, so um, uh, I think I think that if you were not familiar with any systematic theology, you would start with Grudem. But what right. we're about to talk about starts to break off into things, plus there's a lot of history, because you right. have something in your hand. Well, Do you recommend people I, go get this? I know we're really tight on time, but that's what I wanted to ask. I mean, here's a book, Doctrine, What Christians Should Believe, by Mark Driscoll and Gary uh, Jerry Brashears. Gary, yeah, Gary Brashears. Gary Brashears, that's how you say that. But like, there's been a lot of controversy. I mean, you were saying this book, Driscoll kind of says, okay, here's the fact, here's what it is. But I know Driscoll's changed kind of his opinion. He's gone from being a reformed guy to a free will guy, and he's re- released this book, and I don't know if he's changed his and, viewpoint and he had the a book. lot of controversy he hasn't really addressed. So it's with, like, so. if I saw this at a, at a thrift store, would you say, hey, if yeah, pick it that, up? Like, you, here's the deal. I think it's a helpful, concise book, the one that I have on my shelf. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of controversy over plagiarism and attitude. I don't know what came of that, but I will tell you it's a helpful theological book. I wouldn't run out and go try to find it and go buy sure. it. If you found it on a thrift store shelf, knock yourself out. Here's what I would look for on thrift store shelves or in bookstores. And I think that's what we should go through. Uh, definitely the Grudem thing. Millard Erickson. I really do like Elmer Towns' theology for today. I think that's really helpful. Yeah. Geisler's is a pretty hefty volume. It's a big one. Is that Towns' one? Is that findable? Because was it, he was a professor at Liberty, right? Elmer Towns or who? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's it's got to be. It's got to be in print. I like the Puritan theology, yeah. which is called Doctrine for Life, but it doesn't cover. It's not as robust as you'd think. Sure. The Puritans just kind of didn't deal with some stuff very much. They really heavily dealt with other stuff. I have a few on my shelf, uh, but those are the ones I I do really you, like. And do you have you, Beaky's Reformed Systematic Theology, that uh, three volume set? No, like, would I you wish I did. That? I, I I like Beaky. Uh, so I'm just gonna like if you, if you're in a reformed camp, you probably need to have Calvin, Hodge, Burkhoff, one of those. Uh, Grudem, I think, is a reformed guy based on his systematic theology. Uh, I think Towns is Towns is a reformed guy. If you're in a dispensational camp, and I have a couple of these on my shelf, uh, Schaefer is a little bit more historical. Um, actually, believe it or not, MacArthur and Mayhew uh, have a dispensational um, systematic theology. Uh, Erickson is in the Baptist camp. Boyce is in the Baptist camp. Um, let me look through here a little more. J.I. Packer and his systematic theology, that would be Anglican. Right. So you're going to um, C.S. Lewis and Packer and Stott, those kind of guys, just that perspective. And I think they try to give these things a fair shake. But um, I'm just thinking through the rest of the list. There's there's a ton. If you're charismatic, and, I think the one you have to have is the Duffield and Van Cleve Foundations right. of Pentecostal And theology. then if you maybe don't know where you sit on some stuff, if you're not clear, what's a good kind of overview? Baptist Reformed. Would, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> would you go with the Erickson book no. that just lays everything out, Here's or would a, you go with the Grudem book? I think Erickson's hard. I think if you're not even sure where you land in that, you probably are not ready to pick up Erickson just because all of it is hard, philosophically yeah. hard. If you're not even sure, am I Anglican, Reformed, Dispensational, Free Will, am I a Covenantalist, am I, where do I stand? Uh, I would pick up Grudem's 20 Basics Every Christian Should Know. I mean, or Christian Beliefs, 20 right. Basics Every Christian Should Know. Because you need to get a really good overview. And he doesn't get, in this particular book, he doesn't even get into these different denominational positions. But then you have a handle on where you're landing. What do I, do I think Grudem's, Okay, he's led me to scripture. He's shown me this. He's shown me that. Okay, this is where I'm starting to fall. Then you can kind of 
kind of go with that. I also say, go talk to your pastor. Ooh, that's good. Chat with your pastor and say, hey, you know, I understand we're an Anglican church, so I get an Anglican systematic theology. Well, yes. And see what books are on his shelf, you know. <laughs> yes. Which, that can be misleading. I mean, I have some, I have, sure. I was just looking at this this list of various different, um, just different, you know, like if I had a Roman Catholic book on my shelf, that doesn't mean I'm a Roman Catholic. Right. Ought or, any, I mean, there's a, there's quite a few of these other categories, but I have, I have reform stuff on my shelf. I mean, I have, I have. Ryrie over here. I have uh, I have some dispensationalists. I'm not a dispensationalist, but I right. have those because I do find that really interesting. So the pastor may have it on his shelf, but you might want to say, hey, pastor, what should I read and see what he points you to? And then just real that quick. That one's really good, too. I just want to ask because I feel like this gets skipped over. The Bible Doctrine book, Wayne Groom's book that's in between the big textbook and the small little book. Is there a need for this? Yes. Should this just go away? No, no, like, no. This is really, really a helpful book. Uh, a few years ago at a, at a church where I was on staff, we went through this book. This is for the person who is, understands their Christianity some, but does want to get into a little bit of the bigger thinking. Okay, well, okay. How, what is here and, and how does this work? And, and that's where it starts to say, here's one view, here's another view. Here's a few things. You're like, now you're starting to really peel back the layers of, man, there's actually a lot of schools of thought here. And, and so I like this book. If you've been a churchgoer for some time and you haven't dabbled in this, but you know, hey, I'm a Reformed Baptist, or I, I know where I kind of believe I fall yeah. on end times and things like that. If you have a, a handle on systematic theology, then, then Bible doctrine, essential teachings to the Christian faith by Wayne Grudem is the way to go. So just go to this because one as opposed to the big text. None of the ones we've been talking about. Minus doctrine. So, yeah. so Driscoll's book is kind of written at this level, too. I, I wouldn't yeah. say Driscoll's book would be a seminary right. assignment. It would be similar to Bible doctrine, but I think Wayne Grudem was far more qualified than Mark sure. Driscoll with his PhDs. Understandable. And working in a seminary opposed to, you know, I'm not saying Driscoll wasn't qualified. He was a pastor and he worked with a guy with a PhD, but Wayne Grudem's got right. a lot more foundation. Absolutely. And you can find it because I'm pretty sure all the doctrine books yeah, are gone. No, that, yeah. <laughs> So that's kind of a 30,000 foot lot. view. That's systematic theology. Hey, how do you want to do this? Well, that's what I was going to ask you. What What is this series moving forward? Okay, let's I, let's do this. Uh, first of all, if anybody wants to reach in and say, hey, I really want to know more about this, yeah. you can find us at saltybeliever.com. There's a, like, we would love to hear that. But I think we should just follow one of the, let's just pick yeah, one would, of these books and follow the chapters in the book. Yeah. I think do, we, let's grab that Christian Beliefs. The Jiffy one, Lube, the yeah, one? Okay. yeah, the Jiffy Lube Joe book. And let's go through that book to, and maybe go through each of those doctrines and each of those chapters. Kind of just chat about it, what's that. there. Okay, and so then, that means if we do this one, we're starting with, like, what is the Bible? We'll what be our is next. the Bible? <laughs> okay, what is the Bible? And then there just move through, what is the Bible? What is God like? What is the Trinity? That's a good way to handle it. Okay. Well, there cool. you go. There are some systematic theology books. Maybe you have one that you really like that we haven't mentioned. Go ahead, drop us a line. Let us know what that is. But I guess until next time when we dive in. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.